Given the high percentage of distress that we're finding in these trusses, we felt prudent that we needed to, to step up the message. I am going to go over to 5401 Cordova. The heavy load from record snow leads to yet another roof collapse. How the municipality is stepping up efforts to warn business owners of the danger they could be facing. Plus, transgender rights are the focus of a new ACLU lawsuit against the local school district. How this case could have repercussions for students across the state. And later, the obsession with those supersized Stanley Cups maybe getting out of control. How toddlers are now an excuse to get in on the fad as Morning Edition starts now. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for joining us. The toddlers now have a play Stanley Cup. You know, I really just don't think the toddlers care. <laughs> sure. They're seeing it, maybe like mom has it, and then they get their own little one. The little, the little sippy cup. Yeah. Well, good morning, everyone. Thanks for waking up with us on this Thursday. It was nice to see the sunshine, but still very, very cold. Yeah, we're waking up this morning to uh, significantly cold conditions across South Central. In addition to that, freezing fog. We talked about it yesterday uh, that the rest of this week will likely uh, greet us uh, each morning with some freezing fog. So take it easy uh, as you get out on the roadways. Temperatures continue to remain uh, dangerously cold across South Central. Now, the airport uh, is currently sitting at 7 below with a wind chill uh, of 20 below with those winds out of the east at 6 miles per hour. Yesterday, we officially dropped down uh, right around 11 p.m. to negative 18 degrees at the airport, uh, which is the coldest that the airport has been uh, since 2009. So that kind of gives you an idea of just how unusual it is for us to see this cold uh, across uh, South Central. You can see 13 below in Jay Bear, 22 below in Muldoon, uh, 16 below in Eagle River, and then through Midtown, we've got those temperatures hovering uh, near 10 below. So we're going to continue to hold on to those cold conditions across South Central. Waking up as you have uh, this morning along uh, Parks Highway out towards Talkeetna, 37 below. That is the actual air temperature. Thankfully, winds not much of an issue this morning uh, along parts of the uh, Parks Highway, so you're not seeing uh, much in the way of a wind chill. 29 below in Wasilla, uh, 27 below in Kenai. We are seeing some areas of freezing fog forming and embedded within that freezing fog. Uh, you could see some flurries. Uh, the warm spot this morning is Valdez at 18 degrees. Now, with that freezing fog forming, visibility beginning to lower uh, down to two miles. Uh, visibility in Anchorage down to four miles visibility in Talkeetna uh, and six miles in a portage. So that fog is going to be hit or miss, uh, more likely along Cook Inlet, Kinnick Arm, and as well as the Kinnick River Bridge. Be very slow uh, driving across that bridge uh, this morning as it is noticeable or it is uh, likely going to be icy. And you can see the next several days, we continue to remain on the colder side. We do begin to warm back above freezing by Saturday. Uh, that dangerous cold remains. We're talking about warmer conditions next week. I'll have all of those details for you in that seven day coming up. In this morning's top story, another Anchorage roof collapses, renewing the call for business owners to shovel off the snow. No injuries were reported, but the building at Old Seward and 74th Avenue has a type of construction that has municipal officials most concerned. As Lauren Maxwell reports, the city recently sent out some letters to let property owners know to be on the lookout. Wednesday's collapse is one of six that have happened with commercial buildings so far this winter. The city's building department says five had similar construction. Flat roofs, wooded trusses with metal plates combined with lots of snow. Given the high percentage of distress that we're finding in these trusses, we felt prudent that we needed to, to step up the message. I am going to go over to 5401 Cordova.
City officials have spent the last few weeks pouring through property records and looking at Google Earth images, trying to determine how many buildings in Anchorage fit the dangerous profile. They suspect it's probably in the hundreds. On Wednesday, they mailed out more than a thousand letters to property owners they believe could be at risk, asking them to check the construction of their roofs and letting them know the issue is serious. I don't think we've heard anybody say yet that, that there were any signs that anything was wrong. The city says if buildings fit the profile and they have not been shoveled, no one should be inside until the roof is clear. When these things go, they, they generally go within seconds and, the, and there won't be time to get out. By the time the, the, the thing starts collapsing, don't count that you will have time to get out. Lauren Maxwell, Alaska's news source. In its letter, the city is urging property owners who are at risk to take some specific steps to fix the problem, but at this point, it isn't mandatory. They do hope people will cooperate voluntarily because it could be a matter of life and death. Well, the cold and high snow are keeping local heating system companies very busy. More heating in Anchorage has received around 600 more calls in the past couple of weeks as people are getting stuck without heat or water. To help reduce the likelihood of heating issues, remove all snow and debris from around the vents of their homes and inside to keep temperatures at a set level. Also consider a safe backup heating source just in case you see issues arise. An Alaska's new source investigation on the trial for a man accused of brutally murdering and taking videos and photos of the deaths of two Alaska Native women. The trial starts next week, but in court, Thursday, Brian Smith's attorney picked away at statements Smith made to police back in 2019, hoping to get parts ruled inadmissible. Investigative reporter Rebecca Palsha has details. This begins what is expected to be a three or four week trial. Mr. Smith, are you on the phone? Yes, I'm here. Brian Smith listening on the phone from prison as accused of killing Veronica Abuchuk and Kathleen Henry. Can I say something, please? No, Brian, unless it's about, um, you know, moving to another phone again, don't say anything. Your, your attorney will have a uh, ample opportunity after talking with you to make whatever arguments you think need to be made about. Authorities allege Smith tortured and killed Henry at an Anchorage hotel room before dumping her body along the Seward Highway. Police say Smith admitted to killing a bootchuck and the medical examiner confirmed. A skull found with a gunshot wound along the Glen Highway belonged to her. But there are many things Smith told police. And so while the jury might be able to hear Mr. Smith saying it, they can't hear the officer saying it. But why not? Some of which his defense attorney tried, mostly unsuccessfully, to get thrown out. He went on the interview to say, you know, that was just a fantasy, I never did that, and he directly denies it later on in the interrogation. Monday and Tuesday, Prospective jurors report to court. And I exceeded my expectations. We've got 50 people coming in Monday at 8.30. So uh, that I didn't think I'd, I'd get that. We've got another 39 or so coming in at 8.30 on Tuesday. An instruction that says the video is the best evidence or something like that. Prosecutor Brittany Dunlap um, noted that according to their responses, okay, virtually none of the prospective jurors know any details about the case. Rebecca Polsha, Alaska's news source. Regarding defense claims that Department of Corrections staffers might be spying on the defendant's calls with attorneys, a DOT, DOC official told the judge no one is listening to recordings or reading any of Smith's communications with his lawyers. 
And if you have a tip for our investigative team, you can email us at 2investigates at ktuu.com or you can call us at 833-907-TIPS. You can find details on all of our investigative reports at alaskasnewsource.com. The American Civil Liberties Union of Alaska is suing the Matsuburo School District. The suit represents a transgender boy saying the district's bathroom rules fail to protect him. As Lex Shelverton reports, this could impact all transgender kids in the district. We're challenging this policy because it's so important for the health and well-being of the transgendered kids in Alaska. ACLU of Alaska Legal Director Ruth Botstein says the challenge to the policy instituted in late 2022 by the Matsu School Board is important for all transgender kids in the state. The board, through a vote that September, banned transgender students and staff from using bathrooms and other facilities that align with their gender identities, overriding a more flexible policy that was previously in place. Alaska's right to privacy protects your body autonomy, your right to appear how you want to be, your right to have long hair in school, um, all kinds of ways that you are in charge of who you are and how you present. And that is true is and should be true for all Alaskans, including our transgender friends. The ACLU of Alaska argues that transgender students should be allowed to use restrooms and locker rooms in accordance with their gender identities. To single him out and tell him you can't go into this bathroom like the other boys sets him apart and can lead to bullying and shaming. And when, when you look at these sort of nationwide trends, they can also lead to negative health outcomes for these kids, both psychological outcomes and physical outcomes. In addition, in addition to citing the Alaska Constitution and guarantees of privacy and equal protection, the lawsuit claims the transgender boy represented by the ACLU of Alaska often holds his urine, causing him physical discomfort and pain. It also says he is sometimes forced to miss class in order to use convenient bathrooms on top of stress, feeling outed and shamed, and being singled out for not being permitted to use the boy's bathroom. These policies really are dangerous for a variety of reasons and they really attack one group of kids who aren't doing anything wrong, who just want to go to school, learn, be a kid and use the bathroom when they need to. Lexi Overton, Alaska's news source. The school district issued a statement saying it has not been served the complaint yet. Once served, the district will have 20 days to file an answer. Meanwhile, in Juneau, Senate Bill 88 is moving to the State House after its passage through the Senate Wednesday. The legislation would create a new benefit system for public employees and teachers across Alaska. Also, an option for certain workers to convert defined contribution plans to the new pension retirement system. A prepared statement from bill sponsor Anchorage Senator Kathy Giesel says the bill looks in part to address Alaska's workforce recruitment and retention issues. During heated testimony on Capitol Hill, Meta's CEO Mark Zuckerberg apologized to families who said their children were harmed by social media. The Senate Judiciary Committee hearing on the impact of social media on children looked at sexual exploitation online and included CEOs from several other companies. Families also attended the hearing, some holding signs, sharing their children's stories. Still ahead, the latest Anchorage Opera is looking to reset your expectations. A preview of the new offering about two justices whose stories, when put together, create what's being called creative judicial comedy and song. Dangerous cold remains locked in place across mainland Alaska. I'll have more details on that. That mini heat wave hitting our way next week. But first, at sunrise, 920, sunset, 506, sitting at 7 hours and 36 minutes a day. 
we're back on your Thursday, Aaron. Let's talk weather. Are we supposed to get some snowsuit or a warm-up? Well, we will see some snow as we head into the weekend. We're watching for that possibility. And a warming trend uh, will also drive our temperatures back into the teens as we welcome in the early start of next week. Uh, but for the rest of this week, be prepared for that bitter cold. You notice yesterday, uh, right before midnight, those temperatures beginning, uh, began to make an approach towards a negative 20 degrees. So it was the coldest, um, uh, the coldest day that uh, the airport has seen since 2009. And temperatures have been slowly uh, kind of warming since then. We started off midnight at about negative 14, and we're waking up this morning uh, at the airport sitting at negative 7 degrees. Feels like uh, we're seeing an uh, air temperature of 32 below in Fairbanks, uh, 28 below in McGrath, 16 below in Kotzebue. Uh, out towards the Aleutians, we've got uh, those wind chills sitting, or those air temperatures, I should say, sitting uh, near freezing, uh, while areas out towards southeast continue uh, to see some light snowfall. Winds are not much of an issue this morning. However, out towards the Aleutians, uh, we are seeing winds gusting anywhere from about 25 to 50 miles per hour. Uh, we will see some gusty conditions for both Seward as well as Whittier later today. Uh, but even with the lack of uh, any significant winds, just a light breeze in the atmosphere uh, will drive those uh, wind chills down significantly lower than the actual air temperature. Uh, as a result, we're waking up with many locations across the state seeing those wind chills about 20 uh, to roughly 50 below zero. So bundle up as you head outside. I've had many people uh, send me emails uh, saying that wind chill readings are uh, just not an issue uh, when you step outside, but that's not the case. The wind chill, as you uh, get outdoors, anytime you have some of those light winds, our bodies, it loses that heat through convection. Uh, and when we lack that wind, we actually have a layer of warmer air that just kind of sits on the surface of our skin, uh, which keeps us on the warmer side. But when you factor in the, uh, the light winds or breezy conditions that we'll see, uh, it pushes away uh, that, uh, that uh, warmer layer of air that is surrounding our skin, making get feel colder outside and that's as a result of that we're talking about those wind chill readings could easily be anywhere from about uh, 15 to 20 degrees colder uh, than what the actual air temperature is that's why you want to make sure that you layer up and cover any of your extremities uh, as wind chill readings as low as about 55 below uh, could mean that you could see frostbite set in within about five uh, to ten minutes so go ahead and prepare for that bitter cold to stick around both today as well as tomorrow before that uh, slight warmer conditions make a return uh, to the region those wind chill readings once again staying below zero through the remainder of today. Those temperatures uh, this afternoon will make a run near about negative uh, two degrees. Now the silver lining in the forecast as we transition into February, uh, we are going to begin to gain some significant daylight across the state. Here across South Central, uh, we're going to see anywhere from about two to two and a half hours all the way towards the slope where we could see anywhere from four and a half uh, to about five hours of daylight. So that's the silver lining in this bitter cold forecast uh, that we've been dealing with across South Central as well as much of the state, that seven-day forecast uh, here over the next several days. You can see that we will see some improvement uh, as we welcome in the weekend. Five degrees Saturday, still watching for the potential for some freezing fog. Uh, and then as we welcome in next week, we get that slow warming trend with temperatures back in the teens and the 20s. Well, it's going to feel like a little heat wave there, Aaron. Thanks. The opera known as a supremely comical look at a friendship of constitutional proportions is coming to the Sydney Lawrence Theater. Whether or not you're a fan of the arts, you're probably familiar with the subjects, Supreme Court Justices Antonin Scalia and Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Here's Dave with this morning's All Good News. 
This woman is getting ready for her supreme role this weekend here in Anchorage. Hello, my name is Rachel Policar, and I will be singing Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. That's right. Rachel will transform into the popular justice who passed away in 2020, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, in the Anchorage Opera's production of Scalia and Ginsburg. It's sort of a larger-than-life version of her. Um, you see so much heart and so much humor, and then she's got these cheeky moments. There's like some really, there's some really adorable things that he's put into the score. And as you can see, Ginsburg comes out of her shell or robe to reveal the notorious singing RBG. But as conductor Brian Damaris tells me, this American opera is wonderfully told and for the selective and short attention span as well. It's funny. The story, the pace of the story is really fast. It's constantly changing. But yet you can follow it all the way through. You'll be moved. You'll laugh. You might even cry a little bit, but it's in a really joyful way. And this opera story is the one between Supreme Court Justices Antonin Scalia, a staunch conservative, and Ruth Bader Ginsburg, a compassionate liberal. I think audiences will also be surprised at how much they connect to these two diametrically opposed individuals and the bridges that they built and the beautiful friendship that they had. Stage director Josh Shaw says it's relatable levity in polarizing times. It's a comedy, but it's also touching. I mean, it's like, it has everything you want in a play, right? So, and then it's three people giving three dynamite performances. I mean, so if you're looking for a little fiery vice in your art life or lift in some peppy Broadway tunes, step out of your entertainment comfort so, zone. If you're on the fence, this is a great starter opera. It's short, it's in English, it's funny. Everybody's great in the show, too. Just, you know, saying. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's, like, it's just like going to the movies. Just got to give it a shot. And into a bite-sized robe-com opera, proving even supreme opposites can suspend their ideology for friendship. I'm Dave Allgood in opera. That's... Number one, if you like opera, I can promise you you're going to like this one. If you think you don't like opera, this is a good one to try out. Uh, it's got comedy and drama, and it's only an hour long. The All Good News. You can find showtimes and ticket information at alaskasnewsource.com. You've been listening to the Alaska's News Source podcast. Subscribe to have the latest episodes delivered to your library automatically.